Hey everyone, it's the Hot Brown Morning Potion Podcast with your host Tamika and Haley, and we are here with a special guest. We're here with, uh, you know her as Raylan with two A's, I know her as Dragons, um, somebody I love very much, and I'm happy that she's here. I'm a sap, okay, I'm a sap, leave me alone. Um, but she's going to join us for our review of Through the Moon, which uh, we are recording this after release date because things are kind of late on our end so forgive us but i think um but you wouldn't be here if you didn't want to listen to us so let's get stuck into it um so first of all overall what did we think of the book of course i being a Raylan fan i loved it there was um oh before we start to um as per our um rules we cannot talk about the very end of the novel um just for everybody's kind of we can't talk about it too much um they've asked us not to talk about it um if you want to talk about it um or if you want to listen to want to know what, how it ends go get the novel go get the book so that's important that we forgot to mention right before so um but we can talk about everything else and so um i thought it was great um i really loved it as a Raylan fan naturally um the cover is correct. The whole book is like about Raylan. Almost <laughs> the entire book is basically just one giant Raylan fan fiction. Almost, except it's canon. Yeah. So I'm I'm living there are certain ways in which I'm living. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I liked I love the art style. The art was beautiful. It did justice oh. to every single character. Didn't feel weird at all. <laughs> I love the transition to 2D for them, as usual. And uh yeah. Yeah. I did like the transition to 2D. The 2D style was actually really, was really good. I thought it was really well suited and it actually covered the character's expressions pretty well too. Uh, yeah, I thought the art style was like gorgeous. I thought it captured everyone's like expressions really well while also still having a bit more like in, um, like not like frozen animation, but in like, a, you know this Kuno because you also draw comics, but like you have to capture the big expressions. So I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was also really impressed at how well they captured everyone's characters and tone and just kind of personalities. Like, it really does feel like it's just a comic of the show. Like, everyone was perfect, even, like, someone mm-hmm. smaller, like Blue Jane. Um, so that was lovely. Yeah, shout out really quickly to Peter Wartman and Xanth. Um, i so terrible, I don't remember their last name. Xanth. That's their, they were the writer and artist of that. Um... One name icon. Yeah, one name. Is that just, is it just Zan? I don't think it is. I'm gonna I'm gonna look I'm gonna look it up here real quickly. Um, but shout out to them because they did an amazing job. Um, and even just yeah, the art style just really translated well to the show, which it probably helps because the show was already made to imitate two D at the same time anyway. Mm-hmm, for yeah. sure, even if it's three D. Even just all the um, end credit art to draw on mm-hmm. yeah yeah basically um <laughs> why does it okay one more there we go one more. xanth boma or boma mm-hmm. forgive me they're the illustrator i'm not sure how you pronounce their name um but peter warman and xanth boma peter warman being the author xanth boma being the illustrator so shout out to them for doing a great job um what do we think overall of the book though Oh gosh. Um <laughs> yeah, it's good. That's about it. 
yeah. <laughs> it was it was a very quick I... read unfortunately like i wanted it to yeah. last longer but you know um... 130 or so pages of with comic comic style it's very short yeah. unfortunately i for one i was kind of surprised at how um and i loved it so it's not like a downside but there were so many chunks of the comic that I found to be quite like emotionally sort of like heavy in ways I wasn't expecting. I know. Where it was a pretty unflinching look at some aspects of like grief and that sort of thing. And I was like, wow, like I kind of want to cry. <laughs> um, but overall, I thought that it had it was still like, you know, still a fun, overall lighthearted sort of tone. Never got like too, too, never got any more serious than the show does. Um, and it was just really solid nice like character examination that i deeply loved so actually one part that i mentioned there that kind of yeah there were some emotional parts. there was one part that i actually was really into or not into but i thought was like really justified was that i like okay so in from here on out guys you're gonna hear spoilers again we're gonna avoid the ending but you will hear spoilers so if you don't if you haven't read it go get the book and go read it first this has been your warning um, but in the book, Callum and Rayla have a fight because um, Rayla is like, you know, she's so unsure about what, no, she's uncertain. She doesn't know what happened to her family, to the non, and that's tearing her up inside, you know. And Callum says something I think was still justified that, you know, you're worried about somebody that, you know, my step that killed my stepfather. And it like, it was harsh yeah. and it was very emotional, but it's, I've kind of been waiting for him to address that since, yeah. since it happened. It's just, there's a, there's some, He's sad, but there's some justification for the fact that that he's he has handled this really well since Runan, whatever theory you have, did kill Harrow. He as did. As I, he understands it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I understand that the assassin's duty. I even like, like if you read my fiction, I'm even kind of like there's a certain level of justification I give for it and I start understanding you have to have with your culture but I also think it's really justifying for him to bring that up that um yeah your kind of dad killed my dad and that's kind of fucks with me a little bit oh yeah like I think that was really great one thing that the comic did address was that like they both have like interrelated and opposing sources of grief and trauma and so one of those is like, you know, like Rayla says, like, you don't understand. And Callum's like, you're not the only one who's lost people because he has and he's lost three parents he's lost um, everybody. in a much, like over a much longer time span. And like he has his brother and that's it. And Rayla has authority, but that's like just disjointed. Um, and so I think it's this really good moment if they both kind of lose sight of their compassion for each other, Callum in particular, but also Rayla, because she's gone through it, a different situation, right? But they've also always been really good at understanding each other in areas where they don't have a shared experience. Like, their lives are so different in some ways, and they always manage to meet in the middle, so it was really nice to see that in the resolution as well. Yeah, agreed. I think... This is an important. This is an important development in their relationship because see, end of season three, they're together. You know, he's jumped up a freaking mountain to you know to save her, not knowing if he's gonna die too. Which you know, if he jumps off a mountain, he's the one. They are the one. The search is over, but doesn't mean they're not gonna have problems. So I think it's important to show that that they mm-hmm. that they do still have interrelated things and and even even Rayla is justified in what she said where she's you know having a lot of double dealing with it 
you know and so like they're both right and they're both wrong and it's they're not even wrong they're both right really and Mm -hmm. it's and they're a little bit wrong i guess but it's kind of perfect um we promised Haley we wouldn't talk the mm-hmm. whole time about Raylan, even though the book is pretty much all about Raylan. But there were a few gems in here too, besides Raylan, like um, Raylan Callum, like Blue Jane, and I guess his name is Alan. Yes. Big boy, she Blue Jane <laughs> found herself a possible seventh hubby. I don't know if she's had seven husbands, seven husbands, but okay. she implied she had more than three. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you player a lot. Um, but he was, yeah. you know, it was hinted right in the end credits of a few episodes or. Or an episode yeah, that she met together. Him. I think there's three in season three. I think that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. There's like there's a few of them where two, one or two or three. Yeah, where yeah, like they meet. Mm-hmm. I wonder how that yeah, went definitely, down. Definitely, definitely three or five for sure. Because I think that's one of them meeting, and then I think there's another one in a and at least one other episode for the end credit art. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that um. They get together, but he ends up being kind of like a Alan. Alan was the big sort guy. The big, if you don't know who we're talking about, Alan shows up, who is the guy that said they, he had the he had a big sword, you know that, and so, um, he shows up and, and he's kind of like a dad figure in a way, and it's kind of nice. And so honestly, nice. sorry, sorry, <laughs> needs oh my god, yeah, that's so true. Sora needs another father. <laughs> Get him another dad. <laughs> Throw the whole dad away. <laughs> yeah, truly. No, I loved I loved Alan. I was unsure because part of me was attached to like Hermit Lou Jane, but it's also really nice to see, you know, two kind of people like later in life find love again. And mm-hmm. it's just very nice and easy and sweet for them. And, you know, he takes an interest and supports her work and clearly he gets a kick out of it too. And so they were really sweet. They were an unexpected delight, and I loved them, and I lo- really liked him. So I'm like, you can stay. I'm, I'm you can accepting stay. you into my canon. You can stay. <laughs> I'm okay not Hermit Lejeune just because she's had more than three husbands. Clearly, she likes... she. Mm, let me rephrase this. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, she a player. Or at least she has been a player in her, in her, in her youth, you know. And, but also yeah. too, I imagine she's really lonely. Like she, like she creates illusions of herself to play with, which is like, damn, dude. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I like, but I am glad she found uh, Alan and by unexpectedly, and she she did her thing, and you know now they're together, and now she has somebody to be with. Yeah. Um, also, she has Fifi back. Oh my god, dude. Yes, yes, she does. Oh, and I loved Lou Jane in general. I loved um, seeing her give more bad advice in a way yeah. <laughs> and her like, sense advice. of humor and I really liked him and see her and Ezra and Bond a bit that was very sweet and I thought that was quite touching I'm also baby of emotions baby Fifi though she's so cute and also too she's so un- she was so unconcerned with the fact that it's like yeah Fifi's a Fifi's a moon phoenix she'll be fine it's yeah like, don't you worry think that would have been a bigger thing like I don't know I mean, like she died I cried over Fifi I cried over Fifi in season I mean, three she, was so and too. <laughs> she was so sad because it's just like just the Fifi I was watching a review oh, I was watching uh, the normies um, I watch the normies I do too and you know and I love and I finished watching because I'm on their Patreon I finished watching mm-hmm. um their review of season three and no spoilers but it's just when they saw that Fifi had 
died there. It's just like, oh my god, <laughs> like holy shit, like the, like this is not a kid show. <laughs> um, yeah. but although you can really say that towards the last like season three and yeah. the season, I would three. even say like from like the latter half of season two onwards. Yeah, I think it gets, from, it gets, with yeah. Soren, I mean, yeah. that, you don't see that usually yeah. happen in a kid's show. Yeah. yeah. You know, just like, just him fucking stabbing his dad and just like, that and it's just like, he's like, this is not holy. <laughs> like, I still can't believe, like, that scene takes my breath away every time. I still can't believe. And it's, you know what's, it's weird because it's such a, this is a tangent now, but it's such like, it doesn't feel like a cough out because like, what actually matters is Soren and Claudia's relationship, and so your heart just like shatters a little bit every time. And... Just a little bit. <laughs> oh, but she yeah. really. But I'm on the man's. On that note, Claudia did her brother dirty on that one. That was, that was, like that was really messed up to do to your brother. Like that's yeah. Jack, and she smirked about it, and that's the part that gets me. But you know what's? Um, yeah, I, I could really sit here like all day. That. Sorry. No, go ahead. Actually, I can sit here all day talking about I have such a complicated relationship with Claudia. And one day we can gonna, explore that. I was just going to say that I am really glad that like one of the things I really liked about the comic is we got to see a bit more of Soren's point of view and how he felt about things like maybe calling Viren. Yeah. Viren and not Viren, dad he doesn't that much anymore. Dad. Or even like my father or whatever. And seeing Soren being like, I'm kind of glad that I didn't do it, but I know it probably would have been better if I had. Oh, and so yeah. Him and Rayla both having that shared sort of sense of uncertainty, but you can see that Soren has his loyalty primarily to Ezra and to Catullus. Like, that's where he lies. And then that's different, but Rayla's an elf, so it functions differently for her, of where her sense of duty sort of um, takes More culturally ingrained. So, yeah. More culturally yes, ingrained than Soren's. Soren's more personal because, like, Viren did that, really. Viren had treated yes. him better. It would have been a different story, but he didn't. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I did really oh. like getting to see again, like that side of Soren and like Ezra and Lou Jane's bond, and Ezra being so focused kind of on Fifi and like what she'd done for him. Um, getting to see a little bit of that lighted on his shoulders once Fifi was back. I was like, yes, baby boy, you deserve this. Go have fun playing with the baby moon phoenix. Well, actually, on that note, what cracks me up is that Esmond is so unconcerned with the with just leaving. He's just like, it's okay. Apelli will be take care of it for me for the next few days. And I'm just, and a poor Apelli, she's just like, yes. Oh my god. <laughs> and, then, and then they stayed for so long. I know. Just like, dude. They stayed for like at least like two weeks. Like that's a decent amount of time. He's like, bro, like. Apelli is running this kingdom. Like you need to go back home. You are the king. Corpus. It's okay. This is true. He he was he was specifically requested. It's fine. But um, so wasn't a lot of Ezra. There was a little bit of Ezra because, like Mm -hmm. you said, I think nobody got as much time obviously as Raylan Calm because that was really what this. And I cannot overstate that that's really what it was about. Ezra did continue to have the brain cell though. In any yes. given situation, Ezra has the brain yeah. cell. Like when he always just, has the brain cell. When he had, when he figured out um, <laughs> the stuff like the portal, I was like, "You're so smart, You're so much smarter than me." Thank you. I know. Like this ten-year-old, like they just they consistently toss the singular brain cell between the three of them. But Ezra always yeah. just ends up like catching it, just like no. Well, it's because like Cal and Rayla just distract each other, so Ezra by default gets the brain cell. 
I still remember in season one where they're arguing because he called her bloodthirsty monster and honest stick out of Christmas is that Ezrin is looking at them both like that that um meme of conceited. If you've never seen that meme, it's the one where he goes like we're, like he like twists his lips and it's kind of like like I'm yeah, doing like, like rape. I'm just gonna sit in the boat and leave to it. Bless He's his just soul. like but yeah, and so Ezrin doesn't get a lot of time, but he does play basically the role of like being the brain cell of the comic. And yeah, so he does, it's yeah. a, I would almost argue like a resolution almost to the whole Fifi thing in a way. Yeah, a semi resolution. I think, I think he's the character who probably gets the most resolution in the novel, but I'm sure that season four will put him through many other things. So, yeah. Yeah. Or, while we're two, we, we we can roll back to Soren, because uh, this is Haley's territory. Haley, what yes. are your thoughts on like Soren and Viren and stuff like that with the comic? I mean, it was really cool that he he had you know a pretty good role, and I do love his the relationship he has with Rayla right now. Like mm-hmm. how she was able to talk to him, that was really nice because uh, you know how they used to be. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. So I I like that, and I feel like we didn't really learn anything new about the attack the night of the attack because i you know i want to figure out what exactly happened because there was a a considerable like skip we didn't see uh where you know callum yeah goes down to meet rayla and ezrin and then yeah. brunan just killed harrow <laughs> yeah i know so, there's a whole yeah. there's a whole skip there and i do actually wonder if we'll ever ever get like a flashback i doubt it i don't think it was important it but we'll probably get like just an understanding of what happened mm-hmm. there yeah. um and what viren did like what at this point i put nothing past viren he put he put he put someone's dying he put a dying woman's breath his queen on a <laughs> shelf for nine years and let it fucking sit there for the day it was right i can't emphasize how on how not wrong but on ungodly yeah just how unright <laughs> and wrong and ungodly that is who the fuck does i will never get over that just like can you imagine <laughs> that's like that's like think about this for a second you're you have a you have a spouse okay they pass tragically and your best friend fucking puts <laughs> their dying breath in a jar and then just doesn't tell you about it how do you come back from that like that's questionable they really did so <laughs> like yeah. like that's questionable like and so just like everything with Varen in this novel he is questionably in a cocoon we're not <laughs> sure if he's really in a cocoon or if he's not really in a cocoon but does it matter it's Varen. <laughs> See, I'm curious if it's like Viren is in the cocoon or if that's Erebos' new form. Or both. Because <laughs> Erebos is now more between, because like Rilla doesn't know how close she came to killing him. Number one. Oh, yeah. I mean, she did kill but, him. But, I mean, well, she, she was just that she almost killed Erebos. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. And so, <laughs> and I do, and like we know that Erebos himself exists almost certainly in some sort of moon shadow mirror mm-hmm. and like exists in the realm itself between life and death like something other and so like it isn't surprising that her like spirit soul would be like drawn to that through hate and that's maybe what she's seen is that this is Erebos's new form and that it's a duplicate a- of Viren to a degree that actually raises a question why was she drawn to the thing that you what and this is almost like 
um this was another topic i want to explore what's real in this in this moon nexus and what's not real because it's one thing the moon arcane already deals with illusions so mm. but at the same time the stuff we see really did happen or does happen like um oh i can finally use their names so um the moon <laughs> the elf squad courtesy of me y'all um andromeda ramscore and callisto um they have the like they have like a meeting with Rayla and they express how they feel so I'm wondering is that how they actually feel or is that Rayla's projection of how she thinks she feels they feel feel because she failed you know or is it both like that's my almost question like that I like you never know with the moon arcadum because you never because it deals with illusions so like what is real I feel like it would have to be both just because I feel like if the portal only showed you whatever you most feared or most loved I feel like people would figure that out in a way eventually because like it was used before but it was always a risk and I do think that it's interesting that when Callum goes in after her because of course he does that's what he yeah. does yeah that was an um, bless his heart it's only once he goes in that they find themselves at the Stormspire battle because really doesn't have a body count in that battle but Callum does she has so a body count, but it's just like it's one. But he is, he is quite a few. He has a few dozen. So yeah. I am curious of like if they were drawn more so there because that was his sort of like death test in a way. I did love them being a little bit of a battle couple. I was like Me too. You know what? I find oh, it so ironic now that we're talking about that that Callum arguably has about like i don't know if they actually died because i don't know how the magic works if they were like I mean, alive. he blasted them off a mountain and electrocuted some of them so i'm gonna say hey, yeah that's a hard I'm, like let's let's tentatively say yeah but i'm gonna be surprised if they say but granted it's not important because they're Ezra probably gonna people everyone would have burned people alive yeah that's true so... but like i find it ironic that rayla has a single kill count and callum is the one with the body <laughs> count like and even rayla's kill count like it counts but it's also just like got a question mark next to it because, you know, a question mark mm -hmm. in the shape of Claudia. <laughs> yes. Well, I did love that though with Rayla being so haunted by the fact she wasn't sure if she killed Viren because the last time she failed to kill Sauron on a mission, yeah. everyone on that mission uh -oh. died. God, yeah. So it's like That's... she's lived through that before yeah. and that and she had more choice then than she does now. And it was just, it's the ultimate failure for her and so i get why it twists even with even like her family's attached to it but even almost like regardless i understand why it twists her up so much and why like if because like she was fine she's like i'm gonna sacrifice my own life to kill viren on the pinnacle that was her choice good job um but the fact that callum jumped after her of her realizing like that's the length that callum was willing to go to i'm not surprised that then like she has the nightmares that she does about losing him to Viren because she would have if it hadn't panned out she would have died but he also would have died and she can't accept that Haley sorry I heard you say something um I don't know yeah <laughs> I mean it makes it's like a, what you were saying about what's real and what's not real I do think it's like a mix of that because there's no way mm -hmm. she would have known about a cocoon I would, yeah. I would think so yeah. you get a point you get a point uh, yeah, that's that's. I agree. <laughs> yeah, like none of them even really know that Erebus is a is a player 
in this game. Right? Yeah. I mean, is, they didn't even see him. They technically didn't even see him. Like, it was yeah. only us seeing him. They didn't see him. Like, Beren can see him, you know, but they can't see him. They just yeah, see the little no worm. one can see him except for... Oh, we're fucked. Yeah. They don't <laughs> oh know he's God. there. Viren fucking sees him, but they don't know he's around. That's why yeah. it's called, like, the Return of Erebos, but nobody knows he's returned yet, so they're just like, what the hell is that? You know, the, the big yeah. worm yeah. thing. <laughs> oh, speaking of the worm, the worm got, the worm got, like, unreasonably bigger in season three. Like, I, really I quickly. So I it. wonder what it beats up. It's just, it was like, a freaking, he <laughs> just holds it like a score from, like, I mean, dude. Yeah. Nobody what? questions this. Nobody asks questions. Yeah, what is this? What the, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's freaked out, but he's like, Dude, I don't even like flies. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, like yeah. unfortunately, the comic wasn't like super long, so like there's really it's still without a talking about comic than most though. I think it's like most uh, comics aren't this long. Like I know when I was back when I was keeping up with them, the um Avatar trilogy comics, most of those were only like eighty six pages, and this was like yeah, 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 oh. hundred. Double that. Yeah, but those are like three parters. (laughs) Yes. No. Obviously, but like in terms of like this is almost like a three parter into itself. Mm. Almost. Yeah, that's true. And I do appreciate. I kind of appreciate that. Um, that it's longer Mm. and it's like worth more. Um, I do. Mm, I won't go there, but um, (laughs) because of the short length, like there's not as much to go over without talking about the ending and we can't talk about the ending the only thing we can say about it is that it's a doozy and you it's should read it mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. season season four is gonna be a ride <laughs> yeah. isn't it always though like isn't isn't yeah. it always a ride and we always go in thinking that it's gonna be one thing and then they're just like how about this just like season two for us was just like we were going into season two thinking like oh my god you know we just want Raylan to like look hug. at each other not even hug we just wanted just some acknowledgement I wanted a hug I wanted a hug that was my I wanted I, yeah we did want a hug two. and then we got like Tom three getting over Claudia and I wanted a hug and I got the hug in the trailer I was like that's my one hug okay that's it and then we got more <laughs> and I then we like, got three oh, hugs we got a we drawing peaked. i thought we, we peaked we, into I thought we, thought we, peaked. I like, we were wrong we're we're, we're breaking our promise to Haley, but we can't help it because the book was about <laughs> Raylan. so yeah there's there's not that much um <laughs> yeah. i also just loved the confirmation that they do share a room and they do have matching pajamas I know, like that's so cute. I love that she's. I love also. Here's like a, a my favorite thing that it's kind of confirmed that Rila is like when she's in an okay mood. Obviously, when she's not upset, she's in. She's the cuddle GF. She's the cuddle girlfriend. Like at oh, least hundred percent. Oh, she's just the cuddle GF. She just it, mm-hmm. when she's awake and Callum is right there. She just always wants to be like right up on his side. Just and I'm just tucked like tucked in there, tucked in, tucked into his side, and I'm just like. My my be still my heart. Mm-hmm. Now, I'd say who do I miss in the comic though? Since we're talking about what we did get, who do I miss was in there? I I'm always down for. I do wish it would be interesting to see Amaya. Always Amaya's cool because she's always yes. doing something interesting. Um, I also missed Ellis and Ava because like I knew they were like a few around. hours away, but they weren't there. And I was like, I miss them. I miss them. I would love to see them again. I know. What about you, Haley? Anybody? Oh, well. <laughs> anybody you miss? 
I mean, I like Claudia sometimes. Yeah. So it would have been interesting actually to see her sometimes. That would have been I interesting actually to see her in this art style. That would have been interesting to see her in this yeah. art style actually a lot. And I want to see, girl, what is going on with your hair? Like we know what's going on, but that's just gonna I be will... white by the end of this journey. <laughs> I will say that because I know they're hoping to do more graphic novels. I would love to have a Claudia. I would I would love, especially if there is a, is a decent time skip in this period between season three and mm-hmm. season four. I would love two more set during this period. Um, one that's like Claudia, Vera, and Aragos focus, Claudia focused. And I, I would, would like love to have one of Janai and Amaya and Lotharia or something with that. I agree. Those, I, those I would. My fingers crossed. I actually would also really, I mean, as much as like. The like Renan, Riley, and Callum are my favorites, and I always like to be on them. I actually, in a graphic novel, would really enjoy seeing what Claudia, Viren, and Erebus are up to, and also just having. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe I'm saying well, this. Well, they're in Zadia, I, so that would just be interesting. I know. I can't more. believe I'm saying, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but I would not mind. I would even enjoy a Claudia-centric graphic novel, <gasps> like. I know. I love her, so I'm like, I'm always. I, I but love for me, I'm down for. Everybody. I mean, I love everybody. I just have a very com- like, mm-hmm. I just have a complicated relationship with Claudia because like I see myself in her, and so I judge her so much harder than I do the other characters. That's why I, I, I don't forget Rayla. Yeah, it, like, I see like, elements of myself in Rayla, and I'm like, I'm gonna quietly drag you through the mud. Yeah, I like I love Claudia, but then uh, same, but she's just she's in a position. She's a very interesting character, a very compelling character, very well written. Mm-hmm. But I just always have a complicated feeling about her, where I just like I want to drag her way more. I mean, probably like I'm also too. She's an antagonist at the same time. So then mm-hmm. I just have a very complicated relationship with her, and I'm always judging her like super duper hard. Um, and sometimes, yeah, right, and a lot of times, rightfully, and a, and a lot of times, rightfully so. Not gonna lie. Are you say you measure mm-hmm. me out? Yeah, I, ch- I balance you out. I feel like the only character that you can't drag within an inch of their life is, like, maybe Ezrin. Okay, you can't drag Ezrin. Like, <laughs> he's 10. He's, yeah. he's 10. He's smarter yet. than most 10 years. Yeah, he's not there he's yet. Six. Yes. Yeah, yeah maybe we are either... 10-year-olds are either, like, the funniest and smartest people on the planet, <laughs> or they're, like, idiots. There's no in-between. <laughs> That's true. Um, I also actually would really like to see more of Anya um yeah. my girl liana mormont you know that she, she doesn't hold it she killed kset dude like she was just like mm-hmm. she is i don't know i love i love anya i love that's my yes. daughter but i also I, loved her designs in the in the mm-hmm. article her initial designs yeah. they were all amazing and i'd love to I'm see just... her ruling and you know having to deal with stuff in her actual kingdom i think mm-hmm. that'd be really cool yeah i'm really curious to see if how Jiren and Zadie in particular could trade in terms of bread for other goods because they also don't really seem to have bread in the same way. Right. They just don't like, um, they're just like, what's also, bread? Yeah, exactly. I'm also alone on my case of sympathy train. No, you're not alone. I have some, no, I have some sympathy for case of. Oh, yes. I think that it's actually kind of justified how we felt and why, because oh, in yeah. real life, we're, we're looking at this. It. Yeah, we're looking, we're looking at this fictionally, but at the same mm-hmm. time, in real life, if your father was a almost killed and you went to the neighboring kingdom and they had a 10 year old on the throne who was not willing to go to war to go against people who i always tend yeah. to justify the elves because i do think they are justified especially from an indigenous perspective they are they have some justification a lot of it actually but mm-hmm. at the same time 
Kasef also is just familiarly loyal. Like he's just he's on the side of humans and he's just mean about it because he's yeah, he kind of ass, and at the same time he has a temper. And at the same time mm. he's he's um what is it like eighteen? Like he's he's the same age as Soren. Yeah. And let's not forget yeah. that Soren fucking swung on on Alice and Ava. Yeah, and they're ten. I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting that yeah, part. Yeah, some of Kasef's temper. <laughs> forgets. Yeah. Yeah. Some cases he's actually really dicky. Actually... Oh, he is, and like. Some of Kasev's temper actually kind of reminded me of Callum's when he's particularly nasty. Mm. Because I feel like, and I would be curious to see if um, if Callum has more of Sarai's temper. Because Ezrin seems to have gotten Harrow's really like condescending one, which is like <laughs> super interesting. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm always here for characters getting pissed mean, with each other. I, I kind of low-key tuned tune two seconds to that. You said Ezrin got Harrow's condescending, uh, or did Callum? Ezra. Okay. You know what? I just had a thought. Always so interesting if Callum and Kasev had met before the battle, like on the on peace, more peaceful terms. Oh no, that is that is no. But after, but after their dad, after their dads were killed or almost injured, that would be a really interesting interaction. If Callum had been, I guess, like think about it. If Callum had gone back with, like, say Callum and Rayla had gone back with, or whatever the case, they had met Kasev when he came to came from Neolandia to talk to Ezrin about you know what happened to his dad like yeah he'd be on Ezrin's side but I think there'd be an interesting sympathy between the two because Callum gets what it means to lose your parent or to almost lose them and it's both their dads I mean Ezrin also I feel like at that point though like because we do have confirmation from Callum's spellbook that um Casey and Callum had met at dignitary functions which is because I'm always like Whenever, whenever Callum smiles at Anya in the last episode, I'm like, dude, have they even met? Like, is this just some <laughs> random girl? And he's like, she seems cool. Or like, they must know each other. They must have met um, through diplomacy things. So I always feel like if like in that scenario, in like some sort of canon divergence, I feel like at that point, because like Callum's thing of like, is like he, and this is, I think, where Callum really differs from Casey and, and differs from like Viren in particular of like, Callum has hatred, but he can also see beyond it kind of like what Rayla says in her speech to Sol Reikum of like um he saw past human hatred and did what he knew was right where like Calm looks beyond and I feel like to what like could be or should be if they make the right choices or like the better choices um similar to like Ezrin meanwhile like Kasef and Viren are just very short-sighted and pessimistic because they believe in the cycle so I think at that point because like keep in mind that like yeah, Callum and Kasef would have stuff in common, but Kasef would be saying like if Kasef said that shit that he did in two Ezra. Oh yeah, when Callum was there. Oh no, yeah, that no, wouldn't sir. happen. No, I meant sir. more. Like, no, I meant more like in a more peaceful setting where they had met yeah. after their dad. Like because mm-hmm. when they meet after their dad, he's a monster. He would just be kind of like proud and haughty, like a derpier Soren. Well, I mean Soren. And it'd be in like a more like after their fathers had this has happened with their dads, but it was just a scene that was more peaceful and less like hostile for whatever reason. I'm just thinking if mm-hmm. less hostile, they could have something to talk about here. And I think with Callum being older, Casey might have had a maybe had a little I more respect for Callum I, because Callum's a little more dignified than Soren and Claudia can be a lot of times too. Yeah, I see. I think on I think Kasef might have had some interest in Callum, although he maybe would have looked down on him for not being much of a yeah. sword fighter. But I feel like Callum wouldn't have really liked Kasef that much because like he's smarter. Like, this is true. smarter than him. Like Kasef 
like like King Alvin's like, my son doesn't know half the words that just came out of Anya's <laughs> mouth. Like, Casey's okay, so not an intellectual, and Callum does have a slight nerd edge to him. Now it's anonymous, so I'm like, Callum would have been like, oh yeah, what do you think of your kingdom's like financial policies? And Casey would have been like, what? <laughs> he doesn't know. <laughs> that would be that's just that. That's a very interesting idea. We got for a really workout. off topic. We really did. I was about to say <laughs> we got way off topic. Like, let's circle, circle back. back. That would be a really. That'd be a really interesting one shot, like diploma. I love political intrigue. Listen, though, one so. day, one day to my list. Yeah, I just think maybe it's one day really interesting. I think it's really interesting when you know there's a character that the show kind of portrays as kind of, you know, pretty much the whole time we saw a case of it was never in a good light. Like mm-hmm. I don't think so, and it was never really like a sad thing that he was never sad about his dad. We never really I saw that. But then you're able to look. But then you're able to go beyond that and say, hey, he's a victim. You know, he. You know, he's been through a lot too and look beyond that i think that's always eye-opening for me and awesome <laughs> i think the show though does it doesn't portray him as sad but i don't think it goes out of its way to necessarily unjustify how he feels like it yeah. justifies how he feels but it's saying that's this is not the way to go about it because mm-hmm. it'll cost lives but i do think the show doesn't necessarily say like you're wrong for feeling like that because i do think the case of is justified in how he feels but like yes. like dragon says that um um that he he's very short-sighted and so is viren which mm-hmm. the part viren is that like when erevos is kind of just like um he's kind of just like so you want to conquer zadia he's like no i want a bright future for humanity so it's like so you want to conquer he's like no <laughs> i no i want like humanity to flourish and he's like and we do this by conquering zadia and he's just like let's get to the point like you know let's let's talk about what we're really doing here we're not trying to help i mean yes we are trying to help humanity but we are trying to conquer xavier so like yeah kind of like definitely getting slightly off topic but not off topic is that yes i will say that like i do think that season four will betray case more sympathetically because i'm sure his father will survive and feel like my son's dead yeah Um, and we haven't we haven't seen that type of grief in the show yet Oh, I forgot to mention, actually, with this whole thing, actually, with the human kingdoms and the Zadia, we're in a really interesting position. So here's the thing. All four of the kingdoms had committed their forces to... We're so off topic. Yeah, we're so off topic, but, you know, it's part of the dragon, but it was fine. So committed their forces to this war, and then they got their asses. Well, the only kingdom that is okay is the kingdom of Durham. So I do wonder if that's going to play a point where an Aravos finally does inevitably get power in Zadia and go to war with maybe the human kingdom possibly because now the human kingdoms are weakened versus, um, you know, Zadia possibly. If he can rally Zadia's forces together either by force or by, you know, diplomacy. So it's all possible. We got super off topic, but... Yes, yes. Um... I guess in some ways the one character that we haven't I mean like we have touched on her because she's obviously the arguably the main character of the graphic novel but um but I would love to know what you guys thought of like Rayla's um and also we can't we can't talk about the ending but Rayla's sort of emotional um development because I noticed for one that while she while she was more prone to being like irritable she was a lot more open than she yeah. has been at all. Like, like she was a lot good at de- better at de-escalating herself, and she was getting irritable most of the time, and at being 
way more emotionally open with Callum than we've ever seen. So that's clearly something like they've worked on and she's gotten way, way better at. So I was very proud of her. I'm personally thinking it's very realistic how she what she's going through because I think yeah. even with she's, Callum is justified, but she's just as justified in what she's feeling because mm-hmm. this doesn't know what happened. She has an inkling, but she doesn't know what happened to Renan, who is like her who dad. Is, yeah. Her dad. She with Ithari. I always say Ithari for Ithari. Ithari is, you know, basically he's also her dad. He basically isn't talking to her, can't talk to her for XYZ reasons. Um, her parents are, as far as she knows, they're dead, but she doesn't know. So yeah. everybody she loves is either like disconnected from her or she has no idea what the hell happened. Hell, even her dad's basic equivalent of a dog, the Moonstrider, who obviously is like a deer, but like his pet is dead. Come on. <laughs> like, so I do think it's very justified. And I do think she's going through like um possibly some PTSD stuff too. Oh, for sure. Like yeah. I noticed like even within the first like 10 pages that we got really early on, I was like, there's the nightmares. There's the hypervigilance, there's the irritable outburst, and mm-hmm. inability, an inability to believe that you and others are safe. Like, she checks the boxes, and, like, um, and I thought that it was a really honest um, portrayal as well, and that even just, like, you know, like, um, she doesn't really care about the risks she takes in on herself as much, right? Like, that's another... Um, so that's classic Rayla too. Symptom, which is also just class of her. So like yeah. it's it's not helped by anything. Um, and I was also really pleased again at seeing them again, like work through their argument. The fact that most of the time they are very sweet and they are. This is a very easy, loving relationship for them. Um, but they both care like so much about. And yeah, I, I was also just like happy that like sometimes Rayla apologized first. Yeah. And I was like, we've never had that before. We've graduated. Yeah, that's like, like milestone. Haley, we'll give you, what do you think? Because I know. I, yeah. I really don't have anything as eloquent as that. And I, I haven't tracked who apologizes and who, you know, who <laughs> does what. Like, I, I, I couldn't tell it's you. because I have no life. It's because <laughs> I have no life. I just noticed. I just noticed early on, like, in season one of, like, Callum and Rilla will usually both be equally jerks to each other, but Callum tends to fold first, and then Rilla feels guilty, so then she folds. That's usually how it goes. And so I was just like, Rilla, you're folding first. I have this down to an art, although I do like it when, I'm terrible, I do like it kind of when they're jerks to each other, and then that gives the chance to be, it is. And they're such open for conflict and what kind of other conflicts they can have. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a fan of the thing of where Callum messes up and has to make it up to Rayla, and I want to see that. Oh no, see, I'm a fan of the opposite. That's my favorite. Oh, I mean, I'll take yeah. both. I'll take it both ways. But at the same time, I, we haven't really seen the one where Callum, like, has to make it up to Rayla in like a way where he's still, like, he's still kind of being a jerk. And then he kind of, I want him to be a jerk a little longer because he tends to fold really fast. <laughs> Sometimes he can be. He does. He, He's allowed to be a little bit of a jerk sometimes. And I'm kind of yeah. excited for it because, like, you know, he, he's got a weird anger. I won't say anger problem, but he does have a temper. It just comes up really fast and then it comes down really fast. Oh, okay. I do have, I have the exact same temper that he does, so I can explain it. Um, yeah, I know. Usually, <laughs> you act like I've gotten mad at you. I've never gotten mad at you, Kuno. Yeah, yeah no, but I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah, you've seen, you've seen me rip something a new asshole. Um, it does That's not happen often. Me. I have a lot of restraint. 
Well, basically what happens is so much just so much like annoyances or small things just roll off and don't even register so when something does register it has to hit like a berserk button and then yeah. it's just like whoa like you're if you when you hit your limit for whatever it is you just go off um and so that's why it's really and and like callum also like even like in the code that they have of like um he knows he can say it's gonna hurt the most and so again it's because you hit that high intensity point really quickly verbally then you drop really quickly as well um you know rayla tends to just get more prickly yeah so it's like a little cactus more consistently prickly so that's fair i come up real i don't know whose whose temper i have i know i'm more like I come up really fast. I come down not as fast, but I do. It doesn't take much. It doesn't take much. I think I'm more. I don't. I'm, I'm slightly. I think more you're like more Rayla. Yeah. Yeah, I'm more Rayla, with a hint of maybe. Because mm-hmm. you uh, also bottle things in, like Rayla and Callum both bottle shit up sometimes, but in very different ways for different reasons. It's so funny. I never think of myself as bottling stuff up, but as I get older and as oh I go, my like, God, Camille, yeah, you fucking. <laughs> This is the, okay this isn't a therapy session but yeah. yes i guess yeah. i never thought i always Sorry, thought i'd add it out like, I, here this is you guys here's what happens when you're younger younger like when you're in your teens and your early 20s you think i'm totally healthy like i totally just let my feelings out and then you get to like then you get to where i am at on my like emotional journey and you're just like oh honey <laughs> like oh you're you're so messed up so like I love saying what that. What are we talking about originally? Okay. I'm bringing. I'm going back to that. So, okay. I'd love to see that in my characters, and mm-hmm. I think Raylan yeah. Calvert kind of going through that just a lot accelerated because mm-hmm. war, because war tends yes. to accelerate yes. a lot of things. Let's just. Oh yeah, like I was really Avatar, happy. Avatar, you know. Yeah, well, it's even just like they fell in love during a the war. hardest month of their entire lives. <laughs> it was the most they they've ever been through. In their whole lives, like the only the only hard event that each of them have experienced that the other wasn't there for it was Sarai's death nine years prior, and Rila's parents going missing four months earlier, and that's it. Every other event they've been glued at the hip for. Um, so, and one thing I did really like in terms of like processing was that. Um, because, like, I remember thinking, like, in 308, when Rila learns the truth about her parents, she's just really happy. She cries a bit, but she's mostly happy because they weren't cowards. But I was thinking, like, that's going to flip really soon into just grief because you spent this time hating them. And oh, now you yeah. have to actually mourn them. So I was really happy that Rudamun picked that right up and carried it through. Except she doesn't even know how to grieve because she doesn't know what happened to them. So now it's like, yeah, it's grieving, but it's also just like, oh, God, like, mm-hmm. when she well, finds she's, like, suspended. She's kind of frozen. Which is the worst. So, yeah. I mean, Haley doesn't have much to say about the Raylan, but, like, Raylan was good. You guys should get it on the book. And overall, I would give the book a really, really good score. I I mean, we don't do scoring on here, but I would just say, (laughs) if if you're a fan, get the book. If you're a Raylan fan get the book definitely get the book <laughs> you have you are required to get this book if you're a Raylan fan yeah. now, there's a lot of cute moments too there's a lot of nice little hand holds there's a three panel forehead touch they're I all over each other I live in, I live in that forehead touch 
they, yes, they they do. I just love they just that they're all initiating hugs. Callum initiating mm-hmm. hugs. I wanted that for so long. I'm so pleased. I know. They're always but they're all over each other. Mm-hmm. Um plot wise too, it does kind of move the plot a little bit more, but it's more a little oh, bit yeah. it's more a little bit of a season two thing, which I'm starting to catch where Moon Nexus tends to be like more character development space than it is like plot space. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's more of a character development area than it is a plot area. But it's still like it's yeah. that kind of book. So it's very enjoyable. Um, you should get it. Um Haley. it's also just nice confirmation of some fan theories, so that's also good. If people have I'm not gonna say which ones, but um. Yeah. Yeah, I think visually, like just even buy it for the visuals, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I just love the art style. So Yeah. World uh, building is great. Yeah, one of the best Dragon Prince things we've had so far, I would say. Uh outside yeah, of the yeah. actual show. <laughs> yeah, I do think I think I wonder what we're gonna get next year. I know we're gonna get the RPG. I know we're gonna get. Hopefully, we get the video game. Or at least. Season two novelization in April. Yeah, season two novelization. Can't wait for that. Ooh, can't wait for that. I can't wait to oh, read yeah. about Moon Nexus. Yeah. Oh, 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 that's my favorite. I can't wait to read about Jealous Rayla. <laughs> I know. What, if, here I am being like, I want to know what Claudia told Callum. That's with Ryan. You know what? Even if the novel doesn't give me Jealous Rayla, that's one of those things where that's my guilty trip. I'm gonna hang on to that whether you can confirm it to me or not. I don't give a shit. But um, and mm-hmm. then also too, we have the RPG, we have the video game, we have the novelization. I hope we get another graphic novel. That would be really nice. Um, hopefully season four. They were saying that they were thinking that there would be a graphic novel set in between season four and season five in late 2021, and and that was back in april so it was into quarantine uh so they kind of knew what they were getting into maybe they didn't then, know how bad it would be like yeah we, through, nobody through knew the in moon, april. but through the moon did only get pushed back a month, a month. oh yeah so hmm. right, you still working on it come out september 15th and then it only got pushed back like under a month so animation doesn't really fingers crossed and def- and like and they would want to give us like they're not going to give us the season and then immediately give us the graphic novel i would no, expect no, no, no. it would be at least six months three or four months in between if not more so that's why i'm like season four in summer maybe yeah i would say because animation hasn't really stopped like animation can keep going mm-hmm. like most animation companies can just keep going like because mm-hmm. they all their work is there's nothing live action they don't have to worry about it so mm-hmm. they're not really delayed it was more like the confirmation to get those seasons but now that we have it god it's gonna be so different it's gonna be so different when we when we actually get to the end of season four but it's like we don't have to worry about it there's gonna be right. a season five but now they can do all this long like um ian said in our last interview that's like now they have to do all this long stuff and it has to pay off <laughs> and, um but I trust sure them. It will, though. It, it will. will. I mean, it always does, you know. Yeah, like season oh, one like... to season three, the amount of payoff we got. I know. No, so so, yeah. Because I'm always, like, yeah. nervous. I was like, me and Haley are just nervous. You're a chihuahua. Yes, I am a chihuahua. Thank you for saying it, because I always You're have welcome. to think and then, like, me and Haley are just two anxiety human, anxiety beings that tend to, like, feed mm-hmm. each other's anxiety. And so we're just <laughs> well, like, I'm over, well, if you ever need an English major's narrative perspective, the, um, the funny part is that provide. the funny part is now that I'm actually really really hardcore like I've always been instinctive to start but now that I'm really hardcore mm-hmm. studying it 
I'm like actually able to notice the patterns and the and the narrative tracks. I'm like, I feel more confident where things are going. It's just that old habits die hard, and you know, I'm just an anxiety. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so but, for um, anyone who read the book and was like, "Holy crap!" narratively, we're fine. He's got uh, the right. ring yeah. seal of approval, and she has a narrative good of iron. I would trust her with my life, arguably, if mm. she's writing it. Maybe. Yeah. Um, only because she's like an angst queen, too. But I would trust her with my life narratively. Um, but I think, I think, I think that's all we got to talk about. It's been like, uh, like an hour. Yeah, I think we're good. We talked about Pace It for 20 minutes. Yeah. Oh 20. my gosh. Yeah. So you guys heard yeah. what we said. So we'll probably have her on again at some point. Um, yeah, for things. I would love to. Thank you for yeah. having me. This was really fun. It was very last minute too. So we, this time we won't. It was. It was the last yeah. minute. We were just like, I was just like, get yourself in here, and she was like, oh god, ye. So no. that, uh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. but it was so nice having her, and I always like having her around. Um, so, um, that's the end of our podcast. Um, this has been. How do I usually outro this? God, well, do you want to say where you can find her? Maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. You can find her on Tumblr mainly for Dragonborn stuff at Raylan with two A's. Um, and podcast and her podcast. She also have a podcast called Words of the Dragons. Um, her main is also the Thief and the Airbender. Um, on no Tumblr. spaces. No, no spaces. Hyphens. We were Kynora stands. We still are Kynora stands. Always um, and forever. Yeah. Always, always, baby. Um, always and forever. But and then that's really her only social media y'all she's a yes yes she's she's an old lady like that even though i'm older than her technically um not technically there is no technically i am older yeah (laughs) in another universe i'm younger no um but yeah stop talking i know it's time to stop talking guys it's like 10 o'clock at night and i gotta give my dog her medicine at some point eventually but um it's been nice so get the book and Mm -hmm. This has been Haley, Dragons, and Tamika uh, signing off. Bye.